understanding between Mars and Venus. That's right. That's right. That's this show. Mm-hmm. And I'm KCB. And I'm Ready Fox. Yay! There you go. See, I didn't wait for it. I didn't let the pause happen this week, Casey. I jumped in right away. <laughs> We're in sync I'm now. learning. I'm learning. Yeah, you're Justin, <laughs> and I'll be JC. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> Okay, you be Justin, I be JC. There you go. I am so excited for um, actually talking to you today. Um, we got some pretty cool cool topics on the docket. Um and they kind of actually go together. Did you did you get get to check out the first episode of Indian Matchmaking? No, I did not get a chance to check it out. I completely forgot about that. I was so focused on the Zodiac stuff. I'm sorry, my homework. Oh. Yeah, that's the thing. You know what? Um, that's right, Casey. People, for all you guys that don't know, she assigned me some homework, and um, I looks like I have to fess up now in front of the class. <laughs> and I only did half my homework because I completely forgot about the Indian matchmaking thing. Because I was so zoned in on this possible new Zodiac sign thing that you had brought to my attention. Because I've only recently been learning more just about astronomy as well as astrology, which are two separate things, folks. Which um, which we will talk about. But um, I was so focused on that. And I was like, oh, because I hadn't even heard about a possibility of a new Zodiac sign. So I was I completely just focused on that. <laughs> and then um, did not... <laughs> remember the whole Indian dating matchmaking thing, but you can fill me in on that when we talk about it. And I'm sure I will hopefully be able to keep up with you. No, you will. Totally. You will. Because the Indian matchmaking, I actually got totally zoomed, which is uh, a word in my community, zoomed onto Indian matchmaking more so than I did the constellation um, and the, the new zodiac sign. So we can sort of balance each other out because I did the work with the zodiac sign but i got more interested in the indian matchmaking and i got more so. interested in the zodiac sign stuff so there you go see that's the universe working for us casey you did one half of the homework i did the other half of the homework and it's like a team <laughs> project and there's usually a third person that does nothing and we all hate them you, we've all been in those group situations where you get assigned a bunch of people and there's always that one person in the group that doesn't do anything yeah, and then they, show, the they just show up and they get their mark with the rest of us when we all did our work. I I hated being put in group assignments. I hated it in high school or just school See, in general. I'm the only person who would do all of the work to make it excellent, and then the person who does nothing, I would already have done the extra work for them, and then I just shame them later. Like, so I wouldn't do it in public, but I'll shame them later. But like, so how did it feel like doing nothing? You know, like how did it feel? <laughs> did you do that in high school? <laughs> yeah, I was a nerd in high school, but I was also like the cool people knew about me. But I just wasn't friends with them. You know what I mean? Okay. Are you were you like, a late bloomer? Were you a late bloomer, Casey? Yeah, I didn't get my boobs until grade nine. Grade nine. That's is that that's not late blooming. Grade nine is not late blooming. Late blooming All would be friends. more like grade twelve, grade thirteen, even like twenty twenty two ish in the early twenty type times or whatever. But that, that okay, no, I we're don't... black women. All my friends bloomed up. In grade six, grade seven, That's, grade eight. That sounds real. Okay, I'm not, you know, I'm no expert when it comes to body development or just human to body development at all, but it just sounds early to me for when you say you got your boobs at uh, in grade nine, basically. No, I got all of it. The period, all that stuff, I mean, not that you asked, but all of it in grade nine. Oh, okay. Um, that must late. have been a horrible time for you, though, I imagine. That's a lot of adjustments for you. Can we talk about this a little uh, bit as a, as a guy that I don't really um, understand this process for you guys or... I don't understand what it is that you guys go through. I've heard women speak about this before, just about how your body changes as you, you know, go through puberty and all that good stuff. And it's more, definitely more for a woman to deal with than a man in terms of you have the whole period thing. That's a whole, 
I don't even know where to start. Like, you can tell me, like, where do you even start when you're a girl that's having your first period? I'm sure your mom might have prepared you for it, but it's still, it, I don't know. How does that go? Like, what was your experience like, if you're willing to share? Um, I, I feel like sometimes when my memories are cloudy because I don't know if I actually remember things properly. But Yeah, memory is not always trustworthy, that's for sure, yeah. Yeah, but from what I think I remember, I, like, got my period randomly at, while I was at school. Oh. Yeah, at school. You weren't yeah. ready for it? Like, was I it? I wasn't ready for oh, it, no. Oh, boy. And my friends, like, helped me out and, like, got me the tools I needed, pads, tampons, things like that. And it was embarrassing. I was super embarrassed, but I, I still imagine. went back to school. Yeah, I don't think too many people saw it. I think only a couple people saw it, and it was, like, whatever, so. Were they just friends but, that saw it, and they kind of, like, just hushed you away or whatever but nobody made fun of you or anything right i mean people always made fun of me in high school that was i went to central tech central technical school downtown baptist and floor so everybody is, made fun of me. so what is this the notoriously mean school is like a full of mean girls yes absolutely well i went to kipling yes. collegiate and it was full of nice people really wow well i should have went to kipling collegiate i'll tell you that yeah, much. wildcats what's up so there you go. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that whole period, and especially just for your body changing, like, uh, so when your body is changing at that time, you're saying it was grade nine, were you also just starting to become interested in boys at the same time? Because I imagine boys no. started to show more interest in you all of a sudden. No, I mean, my friend, like I said, my friends developed early. So, I mean, let me go back. In grade, in grade six, seven, I went to Portage Trail, Gina Weston Road. And we had this thing, oh, even before that, Bala times, like when I was in mid, like, anyways, I'll just stick with Portage Trail. <laughs> I'm in like grade six, seven, and we had this thing called National Grab Day, where on that day, I don't know who announced this day, but- This doesn't sound would, good. It's not good. The guys would chase the girls down and grab their breasts at that age and touch up their whole body. But the guys would never grab me because I was flat everywhere and super skinny. But my friends weren't, so they would get grab up, and they were like running, and I was just running with them just to run because I got the exercise for fun. No one was chasing me. <laughs> this sounds like a whole Me Too dystopian nightmare type thing that's happening right now. But I, I understand there were things like that that happened in the past, and um. No, it was bad. It was bad. It was really bad. Like it was really bad. Like right. the kids of them were like the boys were really like grabbing up the girls everywhere and touching them. Like it was bad. It was wow, bad stuff. So bad boy. stuff. Wow. we didn't have I'm that in my school. We didn't have that in my school. Good for you. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> Good. Yeah, we did not have National Grab 'em Up Day or Grab Up Day or whatever it was called. But yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. But when did when did at what age did you start to become interested in boys? Though, I'm curious. Well, I said the National Grab Up Day as a lead up because oh, okay. guys were interested, boys were interested in girls back then at that age in grade six, grade seven, grade eight, so twelve, thirteen, and nobody was interested in me. That's fine. I was I by the time I moved <laughs> to Lakeshore, Mimico. I was in grade eight, and I was 14 years old. That is when guys first started getting interested in me, 14. And I had my but first But were you interested in them at the same time, too, though? I mean, like, yeah, when... Yeah, I was. Okay. I was. And, and uh, yeah. how was it... What was it like for you just navigating it for the first time in terms of guys, like, showing interest in you? Was it flattering, or were you, was it scary? It was extremely flattering. Yeah. To be seen for the first time, I was like, and me wanting that attention so badly, I was like, right. oh my God, oh my goodness, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. And I was super naive and stupid, and yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, no, but I mean, we all were. Like, it was a learn, nobody, there's no handbook for 
dating. There's no handbook for talking to a girl for the first time, talking to a guy for the first time, especially for us as guys. Sorry, not sorry. It's harder on us, at least when it comes to the whole courting thing, because the onus has usually been on us historically to make the first move or to ask the girl out or whatever. So we have to learn about the whole rejection thing. We have to learn how to deal with rejection. And you think that's like you guys might get a little taste of rejection, maybe in your lives. We have to learn how to eat rejection. We well, I'm to... in sales, so I've learned how to eat rejection too. All right, okay. let's hear it. Let's let's hear about it because <laughs> I'm talking in generalities here as well. Like maybe you're specific and you're maybe a little braver than the average woman to want to approach a guy and ask him out and him say no to you. The only reason why I could see a guy maybe saying no to you is because he's married or he already has a girlfriend. No, I've been rejected so many. I've recently got rejected again, but I got rejected on national TV, actually. So On national TV? <laughs> what? Yeah, I did. What? I did, yeah. You, can't, I did, you, I you did. know you can't just floss over this now. You know you have to tell the story now. You, you can't just... That's a bombshell of a thing that you're dropping here. Okay, so... Who, who is this guy? Happened. Who is this? This is, real, this is a really hot guy in Toronto. He's tall. He used to play semi-pro basketball. And I just thought, I just, and he's so funny. And I just thought he was like the coolest thing since sliced bread. You know okay. what I mean? Okay. So you kind of were pedestal, pedestalizing or whatever, putting him up on pedestal a bit. Can't speak today. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I was. Not and anymore though, that, from the sounds of it. No, 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 no. Not after getting rejected by him on TV. I'm good now. <laughs> <laughs> but I had, um, I had applied for this like reality show thing. And they called me and I ended up being on the show called Scare Tactics, but they never ended up playing my episode because I wasn't scared. I was like, what the hell kind of foolishness is this? What were the tactics? What were they trying to scare you with? They called my sister up. My sister sets me up. She's like, oh, let's go do this photo. Let's go do this like um, event. It's super private. It's in the middle of like, you know where the Toronto Zoo is? It's like all forest. Okay. It's, it's like they set up a private venue in the middle of the forest. Come show up. Um, and um, we were going to get paid, like, all this money to do this hosting thing. You'll be great. And my sister used to invite me to, like, modeling gigs and stuff like that all the time. So I was like, let's let's roll. I'm down. We get into this car. There's some guy driving. this like, white guy driving the van. And we're sitting. she's sitting in the passenger seat. I'm sitting in the back seat. I'm like, why would my sister sit with some random white guy in the front? She doesn't know him. And she just, I'm like, well, okay, whatever. We're just driving. We get to the destination. I see the, the setup. I see, like, there's, like, it looks like a party. It looks real. Um, and my, my sister and the guy's, like, he's, like, oh, shoot, I forgot to get uh, drinks. He's, like, will you come with me to my sister? And she's, like, oh, yeah, I'll come with you to get drinks. And I was, like, why would my sister leave me alone? And Nothing's adding up. Like, Nothing's adding up here. Yeah. <laughs> and she leaves with him, and I'm out there with, and then these new people come out, and they're, like, oh, hey, you're here to help us set up? I was, like, I guess. Like, I don't really know what's going on. It's going with the flow. They're, like, okay, yo, here's this walkie-talkie and they're like if anything happens you know like just press the button on the walkie-talkie. this is all a big setup quite obvious and so all of a sudden this van drives up i think it's my sister and dude and then out of the van comes these two military people in like full military gear they're like what are you doing this is private property didn't you see the like the sign says skull and bones you can't be here this is a protected environmental area i was like okay just chill the heck like no one saw the sign like it's not that big a deal right the, the girl who's with me this white girl she's she's obviously an actress she's like oh my god oh my god you know you know protect the environment she starts yelling and doing all kinds of foolery and she's like she's like radio 
out him, radio him. And then I'm like, okay. And then I press the radio button and it, a huge explosion happens in the background, okay? And it actually was hot. Like it's actually a prop explosion, it's hot. And I was like, oh shoot. So I like duck and I like run out a bit because it's an explosion. And then like, but I'm, but I see that there's forest. So I'm like, I'm not gonna run into the forest because there's not really anywhere to go. So I was like, all right, I'm not gonna sort of U-turn right back around. And then um, this guy comes out from the fire because he was in the back. And he has like, a, he, he's saying that his like arm is burnt or some shit. And he has like a gun in his hand and he, with his other arm. And he's like, no, like it was stupid. It was so stupid. <laughs> Why does my alarm keep going off? This is ridiculous. Oh, because you got shit to do. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is my shit. <laughs> but long story short, I just was like, this is stupid. They, like, you, they didn't get the reaction from you that they needed for TV, basically. Exactly. Because yeah. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, no. I didn't live all my whole life up to come and get like shot by a military guy because I'm in a protected environmental area of Toronto. Are you joking? That's stupid. Yeah, this is the, stupid. Yeah, that's not gonna fly. And they don't yeah. understand we've been through worse. <laughs> exactly. I see him for shit for sure. No, it didn't, they didn't play the episode. But I said that to say, because of that episode, they called me back again. They're like, do you want to be on the show called Love Trap? They liked you. Like, they liked you. Yeah. 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 So they invited me to Love Trap. And it's like, tell your crush. You have to reveal your crush to someone. And then these these um, relationship coaches coach you on what to say and do to get a date from this person. This is interesting. I've never heard of this. Yeah, I'm on Canadian TV, man. Check it out. I don't man. watch TV. I don't watch TV. <laughs> I don't watch TV either. But let's go on, though. But this is interesting, though. And this is something maybe we should be talking about on the podcast. Oh, I didn't think about that. Cool. I don't know. We may have to pay attention to this show a little. Maybe we have to raise them up a bit. Like, maybe we ha I have to watch a couple episodes. Or maybe we have to do a black version of the show. Ooh, okay, we may, there's something we might have to put our heads together over. We got to do something. You know what? Maybe Casey, that might have to be our personal mission together is to try to okay. help black love grow in the city. Maybe we have oh, to put on our own dating events or something, or maybe do some <laughs> do things in a different way where it's not the cheesy bullshit that people always do with these dating events because people already love our podcast. I've been getting so much good feedback from people about the podcast because we're not talking the same old bullshit and we're not crass just talking about dicks and pussies and stuff or whatever. We're actually talking about life. We're talking about adulting, uh, trying to deal with this dating thing. This is what a misunderstanding between Mars and Venus is really about, is about us trying to come to some sort of understanding. Really and truly, I mean, that's really what it is. Women and men tend to talk two different languages when it comes to relationships, or at least that's the way I've always found it to be in. It's not, I don't think it's an, a, a, a malicious thing on either side in terms of women. Like, sometimes there are power struggles based on the maturity level of the people involved in the relationship. But at the end of the day, especially if you think you love each other and you're trying to build something together, it's those, it's those language barriers that create tension sometimes, right? And that's where some people will describe it as communication or whatever the case is. But, like, and I see, I can't remember, do you know there's a book? I heard about a book that said there were five different love languages or something like that. Yeah, five love, love, five love, love languages. Yeah, or and did, I also maybe you told me about it. Possibly, I'm not sure. Not that it was me, but I definitely. Oh, I did my other podcast. The guys were talking about it a lot. I don't know if you watched that. Four Women by Men. 
No, I don't. I don't pay attention to anybody. Honestly, you don't I'm, watch nobody else's shit. I, but okay. that's listen. That's supposed to be some. I've seen multiple things of advice for when you're trying to be successful in your own endeavors, which you are, which I am. We know people like we only hang out with people that are doing shit. We don't hang out with people that don't do anything. You know what I mean? So, but they've always and this is, just seems to be true. It seems intrinsically true that. You have to focus on your own stuff in order to grow your own stuff. Like, it's yeah, you can be aware of what other people are doing, especially if you're looking to collaborate with people. But for you people that might be just at home not doing anything, you're simply watching other people doing things. That's not good. And that yes and no. Okay. Yes and no. How's the yes or how's the no? The no is because I find that the most powerful people around me are the people who pay attention and compliment and support other people's things. Okay. I, I've seen the power of that. I don't utilize that as much as I could. I'm starting to, but people, I have a, a wonderful lady on my team who her skill set is understanding what other people are doing and, and speaking their language and paying attention and supporting them. And now that I have her in my tool belt, I know I'm unstoppable because she, she pays for attention and that's, that's a skill. That's great. That's perfect. But yeah, I, I see that too. And, I will actually revise my thing a little too because you can pay attention to people. And um, I just had this conversation yesterday with Raj Kotecha um, in Dubai. He's like a, a Gary Vaynerchuk type person uh, over there. Mm-hmm. He creates businesses and they're always super successful and all that. But um, where was I going with this now? What were you just saying in terms of uh, the topic? Team supporting, paying attention. To oh, yeah, paying to- attention to people. Yeah, because um, you can still look at people, what they're doing, so to speak, and be inspired by what they do. You know what I mean? And that's an important thing. Like, I see people doing good things, but it's not like I'm spending any amount of time necessarily. Like, if it's someone like Raj, and I know I'm going to glean some good information that I can use for myself, then I will sit down and watch him speaking to somebody because he usually gives you good information. But Mm -hmm. there's, there's a big difference between that as well and just binging a Netflix show for like you know, whatever, hours upon hours on the couch. Yeah, you you can unwind if you've been working all day, but if that's the only thing that you're really doing and you're not trying to build or grow something, then you maybe should maybe focus or cut down on your Netflixing and maybe focus more on your build business building or whatever the case is kind of, of thing. But, so Absolutely. I kind of do that. Like, um, I know what I have to do and I know what my work is. And in, in that regard, I don't pay as much attention to people. Like literally mm-hmm. before we just started our podcast today, I had to tell Casey, like, when you have something that you want me to be aware of, you got to tell me directly because she's like, just go. It's on my link. The link is there and the list is that. And I'm like, I really don't. I just keep I see things, but I just keep going. No, guys, the background is ready trying to come up with a company that is directly competing with the company that I already started. So we are going to go to war in this company because uh, he doesn't pay attention. And that's OK, because I'm going to show him and shut him down because, nice. you know, actually, I love what, it. I'm not going to tell you something. I want to work with you. I, I know. I, I we, will, we, we are already working together, and we will continue to work together, but we will have other ventures that might fall into competition with each other from time to time. Or or those ventures will come under one umbrella, my umbrella. Oh, yeah. yes. Nice. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So everybody knows now. It's out there. It's into the world. But anyways. Nice. I love it. Back into this- <laughs> you keep that confidence, girl. <laughs> you keep it. I can't wait. I can't wait. Can't wait. Oh, can't wait. I love Can't it. Can't wait to tell Patricia about this. She's, oh my gosh, she's going to be But you know like, what? We're almost a half an hour into the show already, and we haven't even spoken on our topics yet, so we might as well okay, jump okay. into that now, but um, we wanted okay, to talk- Okay, wait, wait, wait. Oh. You always make me start things, and you don't let me wrap them up. Oh, I'm sorry. Go. Okay, go ahead. Wrap up. One sec. It'll be literally one Oh, yeah, second. but you got to tell me about the rejection thing, too. Yeah. 
we might have, oh, yeah, sure. we might have a longer episode today maybe we can i can save it for our next episode long okay. story short okay. i went on the show didn't go well for me done pause to next episode okay <laughs> and um we can introduce the topic so which one do you want to talk about first um let's talk about the astrology thing first because it's not going to be very long there's really not a whole lot there I think we'll spend much more time talking about um, the Indian dating thing because there's more nuance to that. This astrology, astronomy, zodiac thing is pretty cut and dry. It's really pretty straightforward. Um, and I can even explain it for everyone real quick. So because the whole thing is zodiac signs are based basically on ancient Babylonians looking at constellations and they were the first people to decide based because the star patterns are a way of having a calendar in the sky basically which is what people used to baby basically be able to tell what time of the year it was and you know when harvests are coming and the changes of the seasons were all based on the stars because that's what they had it was literally a map for people so ancient Babylonians decided to divvy up the sky into 12 parts so that we could have our birthday zodiac signs assigned to us and all that. But unfortunately, the Earth's axis has adjusted quite a bit over history. So, and because of that, there was actually a 13th constellation that they just randomly threw out because they wanted to make it work within a 12-month calendar year. I didn't see the reason why the Babylonians chose this, but I'm just telling you guys what I've learned from my homework. This is me doing my homework assignment with Casey right now. This this is what she assigned to me, and this is what I am presenting now. I'm in, I feel like I'm in oh, front of sorry. I feel like I'm in front of the class reading what I learned here and all that stuff. But um, the whole thing is that there was a 13th constellation that they just randomly threw out to make it work for the 12. And I can actually look it up right now to tell you what the name of it was. Or do you remember? It's like Ophicus or Ophias. Or Some, something like that. I can tell you if I can just find it on my computer here while I'm looking. Uh, yeah, Ophicus off, off, off or whatever. So because of that, it adjusted all of our zodiac signs into different uh, dates. And people rightfully, well, not rightfully, but people freaked out basically when they heard this because people self-identify with what their zodiac sign is. Like, I'm an Aquarius, or at least that's what I've been. But based on now this new um, zodiac sign, this 13th being introduced, it actually bumps my birthday zodiac sign into Capricorn. Oh, wow. Yeah, so what are you originally right now based on the 12 original ones? Well, one thing um, I read was that there was actually 21 different constellations. Yeah, there's way more. There's, there's oh, always been more. No, there's there's a lot of constellations, but I'm just talking about in terms... No, 21 that could have been like considered in this calendar year. Oh, okay. 21. Okay, oh, cool. That's the 13th one. Okay. The 13th one has recently become relevant because I guess it's... I don't know. I guess it's the one that's appearing more based on where, where we're where we're seeing things. But anyways, the thirteenth one is just the one that's recently been been questioned. But there's even more than thirteen. Okay. But um, in the current zodiac understanding, I'm a, I'm a Sagittarius. So on just, November twenty third. Okay, so November twenty third. So now, based on um, this new thirteenth one being introduced, you would actually be a Scorpio based on this new thirteen. Right. Right, and right, I, which is weird. Yeah, and I would originally was an Aquarius, and now I'd be a Capricorn. And I don't know anything about the characteristics of a Capricorn, because I've only ever cared about the the characteristics of um, an Aquarius for the most part. But uh, yeah. Well, I think I think for those of us who um, understand that we have a sun sign and a moon sign, and right. you know, like a little bit deeper into the understanding. I think that it affects us less because we we always knew that we're never just a Sagittarius or we're never right. just fully this or that. We show up differently depending on whether it's like how we see ourselves or how others see us. Exactly. Or, you know, 
it gets deep. It gets deep. And I have friends who also read like the Chinese um, Calendar. chart. Right. Yeah. Or like it's, there's one called a Bozzy chart where they, there's different ways of mapping out our personalities according to the constellations. And I've, I've been loosely like exposed to different ways of seeing this. So I, I have a, a larger understanding of how this can work. So I'm not too affected. I'm not too like crazy, uh, like because of the change. Because I understand that there's there's a lot of different factors that can that can impact I'm things. So glad. But I, yeah, I'm so glad. But I can imagine if you aren't well versed in that field and you just you know identified as a Sagittarius or a Scorpio or Aquarius or whatever, then you're like kind of like what the heck is going on? Is this stuff fake news? I mean, and then we can talk about it. It's scientifically proven. Astrology is not a scientific thing. Scientists will tell you this just fake news, but spiritually there's resonances and i think we all feel that i agree 100 um, percent. i agree 100 and this and that's the thing like um only recently have i put more credence into astronomy um simply because i've learned more and um but i've always believed this and it's i don't see how it, you can refute it that it's literally the carl sagan saying that we are star stuff we are made of stars like we are literally we all come from the same stuff from that big bang that started. So we are all exactly, we are all connected in that regard. Like we are all star stuff. Like look up the Carl Sagan saying, and I'm sure, uh, what's his name there? The black scientist that's popular. Now I always forget his name, Neil deGrasse Tyson. I want to say, um, he he kind of reiterates it himself because he's such a Carl Sagan. He's almost like a Carl Sagan disciple almost, so to speak. But, uh, yeah, we are star stuff. We are all made of the same stuff. We are all connected. And the stars and how they're laid out and thus the universe, it's all part of a larger design that maybe we don't fully understand and maybe we're not supposed to understand, but you can't discount it because you don't understand it. I completely agree. Um, but I do also, I did read up on what scientists, astrologers are saying, astrologers, um, Astrologers, astronomers, there astronomers, we go. astronomers, yeah. astronomers who study the stars. They basically are saying that the, the the current waves, the current, like the waves, the force from the stars down from the atmosphere all the way down to us is not strong enough to affect the ocean and is not strong enough to affect other people. So basically, stars can't have a you know effect on us because it won't reach that far. You know, we're already affected and, by a star. Our sun is a star. That's true. That's very true. I don't. I don't see how we cannot be affected by it. We are. Um, I, I believe a hundred percent we are. I, I do too. And I also think that like the in experience of us, like inside of us, like when you go into meditation and you get into that blank place in yourself, you're tapping into sort of like universal understanding. But that's just all just like, med- like it's deeper stuff. It's. it's I love it. Stuff. I wish I would. Unfortunately, we talk about relationships on this show, but we could literally, I would talk to you about this for the rest of the show if we could. But um, <laughs> you know what? We'll table this for another time. Um, Hold on. The okay, question go- is important. The okay, question is important. Ahead. Does it change our dating, the way we look at dating now that there's a new constellation? Um, do, do we, does it change the way we look? Well, zodiac. well, the Zodiac sign thing has never been a thing for me when it comes to dating in the first place anyways. I've never, like, I, when I meet a person, I just want to get to know them for who they are regardless. I don't necessarily care about when their birthday is or what their Zodiac sign is per se. I find it to be interesting to look up the stuff after the fact I learn it in terms of if they happen to be a Libra or something and, you know, whatever the case is. And 
yeah, I'll look up their zodiac sign and see if it's compatible with my zodiac sign because it's interesting to me in that regard. But I don't put any credence into it in terms of starting off from the jump in terms of if I'm talking to someone and I don't let that weigh whether it, it's only ever the person's character. That's the only thing I'm going by now for I don't care. I actually don't even care about looks right now, to be honest wow. with you anymore. Like looks do not like you can be the most beautiful woman in the world and I'm not impressed by it. I can at least acknowledge I can see you and objectively say, yes, you're a pretty woman. But that's you're not getting anywhere with me because you're a pretty woman. Now, at this point in my life, I need to yeah. see your character. I have to get to know you a little to know if this is someone that I can actually build something with or get to know on a deeper level. But if that character is not there, then there won't be anything else there for me. That's noble of you. Good for you. I'm Good trying. You. I'm trying, Casey. Yeah. Trying to do this adult thing here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I, I do look at horoscopes. I do. In fact, now I use this app called Pattern, and it tells me, based on my time and date of birth, um, kind of what's going on in my cycles. And I like that. I like that. And um, I can actually put in your date of birth and see if, if romantically we're a match. And they give me like an assessment of it. And I, I use it. I like it. I like I like it what it says. Guidance. What's it called again? Pattern. That's an app that is available on Android and iPhone and all that good stuff or whatever. Okay, so uh, well, I know it's available on iPhone. I don't know what no Android. Okay, that's okay. Well, you know what we'll do is we'll put a link for it in the show notes for this episode. Um, so yeah. if anybody's interested in checking it out, um, it'll be in there yeah. for you. And again, you can get um, a misunderstanding between Mars and Venus on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Google Podcasts. It's on Anchor. So I think we're also on iHeartRadio. I'm not 100% sure, but I'm just like, it's just the podcast goes everywhere. So just search a misunderstanding between Mars and Venus to get up the podcast. You're already listening to it now. If you're listening to it, I'm pretty sure you've already found it. So <laughs> you're, if you're listening to this, I don't think you need this. But all the same being, if you're interested in this app that um, Casey just mentioned, look for it in the show notes. Yeah. And also, I will say this. I used to. And what I think I'm going to start doing again as I become more aligned with myself again is I used to do divination and I often frequently do readings on men in my life and friends in my life and I would ask the oracles the cards tarot is an example of oracles or divination but it's not the one that I use um I use one based in ancient comedic spirituality and I haven't used it in a while what are you waiting um, why, why haven't you done it in a while because um when I feel like I'm not in the spiritual zone of my life and I'm not meditating or I'm not reading up on like, you know, the 11 laws of Ma'at or whatever. And I'm just living in the here and now in the, in the like make money, run, have a job world. I don't feel like I'm connected. I don't feel like I'm qualified or justified to, to do those kinds of readings. But when I put the time and work into understanding myself spiritually, that's when I do that. Can I make a suggestion? It's that's the time when you really should do it. When you feel disconnected, when you're in the midst of whenever those times when you're feeling unspiritual because you're focused more on the less spiritual stuff when it comes to the material money mm -hmm. jobs politics whatever the case is that's the time even if it's just at the end of the day if you even just read something from one of those books on that day do that because get a little mini connection for a little bit each day if you can don't let a whole day go by don't let a whole day go by like yes you can do the real deep deep spiritual work but don't let a day go by without just a little, even a five-minute spiritual, you know, dip in the pool. 
Thank you for saying that because I, I need to get back on track in that yeah. arena. Yeah, you don't have to. Again, it's like exercising. Maybe you can't go to the gym for a whole hour, but you can at least do a little five-minute stretch, limber up your body a little, and then you go to bed or you do it first thing in the morning. Either or, but it doesn't have to be a full-out hour and a half lifting weights workout sweat and balls type shit like it can really be just a five minute breather maybe you do a five minute breathing exercise for you maybe it's a five minute meditation even if it's just for five minutes you take time to just center yourself and then you get your day started that message has been coming to me and you are like putting the icing on the cake i'm gonna do it i'm gonna implement it yeah just just work it into your day even just five minutes of spiritual work thank you yeah, so let's let's get into that brown dating thing now because uh, this is interesting. Or what is it called? Indian dating? What I you matchmaker? Okay, so this is where I didn't do my homework and you did. So I'm gonna let you take it from here now. So I watched one like 75 percent of one episode of Indian Matchmaker. Okay, so I mean, did you even finish the episode? I mean, I wanted to. I wanted to. I wanted to. It was so interesting. What happened, Casey? I just, I was just doing too many things at once. Honestly, I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, I, was, um, I thought you were gonna say you fell asleep. No, I, I, well, I did, I did actually fall asleep, but that's because I needed to sleep. So your I, body just said enough's enough. Basically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I got the gist of it. I got the gist of it. Um, it, it was t- trending on Twitter because people were saying that Indian matchmaker is just very stereotypical, and so okay. I had to watch it for myself. And um, it is very stereotypical, but it, I do think that is still how people in India think. How is, it stere- how is it stereotypical, though? Because I haven't seen it, and I don't know. Actually, not aware of what the stereotypes might be. To be honest with you. Okay. Well, the fact is that so the matchmaker goes on, and she's interviewing all these people, and she basically just collects people. She goes on through her life, and she takes note. And um, so there's uh, one Indian lady on on there, and she has. An American accent, and so she's she studied in America, but she wants to marry an Indian man. But she's a lawyer, so she wants someone who who can fit into her world, who understand that she's busy, she doesn't cook, right? So right away, the matchmaker assesses: okay, she doesn't cook, not a traditional Indian lady. Um, she works too much, not a traditional Indian lady. She has an American culture, she's not a traditional Indian lady. So these are going to affect her ability to get a, to get a partner. She's, a traditional, a traditional partner. Yeah, but they're yeah. in India. Like they're okay. like yeah, she's they're in India. Right? Okay, so that's all she's. That's all there is. Really, is probably more so more traditional men, Indian men, or whatever. So this isn't like in New York or Toronto or anything like that. Well, it's funny because she was interviewing the people in the first episode were like very North American or even like European influence. The people that I guess the people who are willing to go on the show to be matched. Our main character, remember, I only watched 75% of episode number one, okay? They you saw enough. Like- I'm sure you saw enough. Yeah. No, because her background is like, the background is set against this like truly traditional Indian world. And then all the people who she's she's introducing, the main people are these North American, UK backgrounded like people. So I guess she's trying to pair them up with traditional people. That's I think that's where she was going with it. I didn't see the ending part, right? Okay. So she's basically has to, she's talking about the caste system, how they fit into it. She's talking about wealth. She's talking about one of the girls is beautiful, but she's Guyanese. So that means that she's going to be less likely to be able to be matched with an Indian man. Oh my goodness, really? It's that deep, like for her, for them. Oh my goodness. I don't know. Completely unaware of all this, so but still, it's crazy to me. The way way people go out of their way to divide. (laughs) 
It's insane and, to me. That it's like you, you you literally bend yourself in twists to find ways to divide people. Like it drive it uh, anyways. Go on, Casey. Go on. And that is the point. I thought to myself, as soon as I saw that, I was like, because my grandma was telling me the other day, my grandma is half Indian, half black. My grandma was telling me the other day how she couldn't go to school because she was too black. And she, 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 you know, she was judged a lot based on the color of her skin. And she was judged from her Indian side. She was judged from her black side. Right. So I was like, okay, how are we as black people today? How are we as black people today still perpetrating or still carrying on? these same stereotypes when we're thinking about dating. Are we doing it? How, if we are doing it, how are we doing it? What does that look like today? Do you think we're still doing it? In terms of the stereotyping for dating? In our community, yeah. Right. Um, yes, absolutely. I think we are. I think the majority of us, are, well, again, it's hard because I, I can only see as an observer, and that's part of the problem for me is that I only know how I conduct myself. So it's hard, like when you guys tell me stories as you, Casey, or other women in my life about the dating nightmares that you guys have had and the things that guys do and the typical things that you say they do, I'm always surprised by them because I'm like, I wouldn't do that, but it's me. But I do believe that there are some stereotypes. Like, I think for some women, and you guys can come at me and tell me I'm wrong, or you can tell me yourself, Casey, you have no qualms about telling me I'm wrong. I've learned this. So <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I, I just think like there's that thing that I still see where it's kind of like the nice guys finish last type thing. You know what I mean? And it's that stereotype of, I don't know, girls like, I don't know, tough guys. I don't want to say thug. I don't like the term thug anymore. I don't, I try not to use it, but it's like pe women pass on Will Smith's to date Tupac's. Yeah. And I'll tell you why. Okay. So before I tell you, before I respond to that, Let's do stereotype for stereotype. Okay, you sure. Start your okay, cool. So, yes. Um, I, I'm notorious because I've, I've, I've lived in both worlds. I've dated the sweetest, softest, cuddliest <laughs> men. Oh, my God. The most I innocent, harm, harmless type guys. Yeah. But that's... And I've been, that harmless thing for you guys is a turnoff, it seems to me. Like, it, you want a little danger in your man, I think, from, from what I've gathered. Well, I've dated both types, right? So the sweet, cuddly men um, make me feel, like, safe in the fact that I know they're not going to cheat on me. They're going to tell me that I'm beautiful every day. They're going to buy me food when I need them to. They're going to give me a foot massage. They're going to take good care of me. I love that about them. Thank you for being sweet, sweet men. I love you guys. But? Um, the, the, that's the Will Smiths. The Tupacs, the dangerous men, the, like, alpha male men, the ones who are like, oh, throw you on the bed and, you know, Work you out, girl. Just, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, to feel like a little girl. The man, the way the man will pick you up, so and the way the man will like just like tell you what it is. Like, nah, it's like this. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever you want, my king. Like, it's it's just a difference. It's just but, who but, doesn't want to feel. But which one? But the thing is that there there are problems for both of those archetypes of men: the Will Smith or the Tupac, where you get a lot of the good niceties from the Will Smith, but you get a lot of the alpha strong masculine. I don't know. I guess you guys like to call it big dick energy from the Tupac's right. And women, the, the big dick energy thing is what kind of gets your butterflies going a little, I think with women, 
but you still get the butterfly thing too from the the niceties where the good morning beautiful text messages that you might get every morning from the will smith guy that the tupac guy doesn't necessarily do or whatever you know so it's the nice guy problem there were because i hey i'm gonna advocate for the nice guys because you know why guess um so sure yeah exactly no one will ever accuse me of being in the tupac category casey trust me on that not ever not never has anybody ever said to me have you ever been to jail already never (laughs) never sorry have you ever been in a fight in any sort i have been in fights but i was always trying to break up the fights and then i would get like casual damage to me from trying to stop fights or whatever so i've never really been in any fights i've never seen a gun in my life none of that stuff i've always been the backpack nice guy in the library reading books type guy and because of that i've gotten the nice guy treatment from you guys over the years personally myself i've of course and you're going to continue to get it oh no i'm not not at all no not at all i'm not getting that anymore no because unless you step up your game i'm sorry buddy it is what oh no listen my it's not about game for me anymore i don't care what you guys I'm not saying game as in playing a game. I'm saying it as a metaphor for unless you come harder. Like, and it, it, you have to have both is what I want to say. You oh. have to have both. Yeah, don't worry you about me be- and women. I'm good. I'm straight. I, I, I'm listen. not worried about you and women. Yeah. I'm not. But men need to know this. You have to have both. Oh, yeah, no. For <laughs> other guys out there or whatever, if we're going to give advice for guys out there in terms of what women are looking for and you want a little bit of Tupac and a little bit of Will Smith is what you're yeah. saying, right? Like, Absolutely. But can, yeah. you, can you divide it in terms of do you want – it, it, it's not usually 50-50. If, can you live with it being 70% Will, 30% Tupac, or vice versa? Like, which way would you rather go? It doesn't matter. It's just, that's not how I look at it. It's okay. a skill. It's a skill set. We learn how to be. We learn how to have these. We learn how to be nice. We learn how to be authoritative and stand in our own and make decisions and firm. Assertive. You know? And so, exactly, assertive. If once you learn those skills, you can apply them when and where and how you like. I don't care how often you apply those skills. You just have to have them. And it has to be at the right time. It has to be the right timing for it, too. I think so. Because I, I've, I've had women say this to me, too, or whatever. Like, I need a man sometimes to pull me up. I need sometimes to be checked. And I think that's where the real problem comes with the nice guy problem. That's the nice guy problem. That is what it is. The nice guys don't know when to check the girl, and girls don't respect a man that won't check them. Even when, because girls will say, and that's the thing, you'll, and you'll know it. I've I've had, I respect women that can say, sometimes I'm out of pocket, and I've had girls say this to me in the past, like, you got to check me sometimes. And I was like, I don't have a problem with checking you. Don't, don't worry about that. I will tell you, I will tell you about yourself if I have to, but it's the timing of it, right? And it has to be in the right way. And it certainly shouldn't be necessarily in front of your friends or family in an embarrassing way, which unfortunately happens more often than not. Like it, it's, there's no filter sometimes with the Tupacs where it comes to, it's like, he's just Tupac at the bowling alley. He's Tupac at Christmas dinner. And that, that you got got it right on the nail you don't sound like a the other guy at all you sound like you do live in the middle yeah because i'm me (laughs) no no but here's the thing though but i this is me today this is me growing into who i am now right before and this is like i'm in my late 40s i'm 47 i don't mind saying my age like i'm Mm -hmm. cool with being who i am i'm 47 so this Mm -hmm. is me literally from the age of 14 trying to learn this dating thing and trying right. to learn how to navigate dealing with women. And I've realized things that happened in the past. Like, here's the thing that happened to me as a nice guy thing. 
talking to a girl on the phone, and this is more than one girl, and there's no girl in specific, but, and we were having conversation, and a girl, I can't remember who, she just decided she didn't want to talk to me anymore because I didn't talk to her about sex, and I didn't talk to her about sex or whatever soon enough in the conversation where she assumed I wasn't interested in having sex with her because I never brought up the topic. And I was like, what the fuck does, what is that? If, if it didn't come up naturally in our conversations, why would I go out of my way to bring it up with you? Like, I thought we were just talking and getting to know each other. You're bogue. I'm glad we're not talking now because if, so basically what did I need to bring it up after we spoke about our high school experiences to say like, mm-hmm. like I don't want that. And that happened to me more than once where I'm not necessarily going to bring up the topic of sex unless it comes up naturally in our conversation. But this girl mm-hmm. was like, because I ne- never brought it up and she just assumed I wasn't interested in having sex with her. And that was a turn off for her. Yeah, I mean, that, that that happens. She probably wasn't the one for you. Oh, she wasn't, obviously, but I'm saying, but it happened more than once for me as the nice guy. And again, being a nice guy, I'm like, well, you know, we can talk about it whenever it comes up. I'm not necessarily going to try to get to, you know, when's the last time you had sex? What type of sex do you like? Do you like it rough? Do you like, like, you know, sex conversations are interesting. They always are. I, I can talk about sex forever and ever with someone in terms of it being an interesting conversation, but... When I'm getting to know someone, however I met them, if it was a link up or if it's through Tinder or whatever, we're starting to get each and know each other. Let the conversation happen naturally. Hmm. <laughs> should I do? Should I force it in terms of bringing that up? I'm not going to do it myself now, especially now. But in those times, I questioned that. I was like, "Am I doing this wrong? Am I supposed to bring it up right away? Is this some like?" I don't understand. No, you don't. You don't bring anything up if, unless you're feeling it. Is what I'm realizing. It goes back to the Celestine prophecy. Like, if you were feeling that sexual energy and walking in it, then you'd bring it up. But one of this, one of these guys I went on a date with, like he, if one of the first things he said to me is like, "Oh, I, I think about sex all the time, but I don't want to scare you off." I'm like, "Don't hold back. Talk to me about sex because if you're a sex freak." And you're out here fucking every day, four times a day. I want to know about that. So I can rule you out real quick. Like, let's do this. But see, he was Don't telling you, was he not telling you that to impress you, though? Or try to, like, show you, like, yo, I'm the stallion and I just love having sex all the time? Or that? No. He, he was actively trying not to show me that to not turn me off. Okay. Which ultimately turned me off. <laughs> okay. So can, can we explore that a little further, then? Because um, this is an interesting thing for me in terms of when is it... How does it work for you from your own personal experience? Because I know guys obviously will talk to you because you're an attractive woman and they probably already have like carnal thoughts about you. But mm-hmm. do when the, it comes to the conversation, because they can't just right off the bat say like, I want to have sex with you. That's not how I think it should go or whatever. How did how do they mm-hmm. get to that point? Do they just bring it up right away or do they kind of like find a way to kind of navigate to that and you can tell that that's what they're doing because you must see it all the time you see through the bullshit more often than not i assume casey well i'm i'm pretty much a, a straight shooter i say what <laughs> what it is so um, for the most part i don't know guys don't really bring it up to me so much but they try to get the date that's usually their strategy with me when can i see you when can i get the date yeah but when you, they get the even last week you said some guy was like when can i come over Kind of thing. You know why they're asking when when they can come over? They're not asking to come over because they want to have tea with you. Well, exactly. That, but that's the way in which they communicate that, and I know they want to come touch up my body because that's always what they want. Um, and so I say, um, 
now, now I say, like, look, like, got to be more creative than that. Because you're not going to get into my bedroom on day one or what, even, even like, you're, you're not, I'm, you're no longer going to call me anymore. And all of a sudden be close enough to my bedroom to fucking try and lay me down. Like, no, go take me halfway across the world and bring me on a date. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm looking for now. Mm-hmm. But the, but what I'm saying is how that conversation comes up is they try to get you, try to get in close quarters with you in your bedroom is the, is like a golden ticket for men, apparently. I don't know. You tell me. So, um, what do you? What did you do in the past versus how you handle it now? How did you deal with it in the past? Because it's a learning process again for us, and I'm sure you've made mistakes in the past and trusted people. And we're all we all start out naive. You don't. You the only way you can become yeah. unnaive is by sometimes hard <laughs> lessons. Like it's a, really a trial and error thing when it comes to dating. Of course it is. Of course it is. And all I gotta say about that is, I I <laughs> in the past, <laughs> you know what I mean, like. Uh, in the past, like I have high energy, I'm, I'm I'm energetic. I had a lot of energy for shit, and I put up with a lot of shit. And uh, you know what I mean? I have I've gone through it. I've gone through it. I've been there, done that. And nowadays, I'm like, hurts. I don't need it so much. I don't need it so much. My sexual energy, I've tamed it. You know, I have it. I you got it under control. People. You got it under wraps now. That tiger's in the cage now. You let it's the finally. In the cage. And you got the proper locks on the cage now so it can't get out even though you don't want to let it out. And it just gets out anyways and causes all sorts of shit for you. Tears up everything. It doesn't. It doesn't. Because now I I take the time and and I ask the right questions. Right. No. The other day, I'll just tell you because it really hurt my feelings. And I hope you're listening to this. I hope you're listening to this. Who, me or the person that hurt your feelings? The person who hurt my feelings. He said to me, like, if you're on your period... I'm not chilling with you. I was like, what? What? He's like, he's like, I'm not your boyfriend. I'm not hanging out with you on your period. I was like, hold on a second. What? Whoa. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What yes. did you, well, what did you say? I said goodbye. <laughs> like, ultimately the end of the conversation was, <laughs> I don't think I'll ever see you again. So have a great life. Yeah, good answer. Good answer. That's a that's the correct answer. That is the exact correct answer. Have a good life. Yeah. All the best to you. I wish you nothing but success, whatever, but don't ever talk to me again. Yeah. And this guy I've known him since I was sixteen. And this is what man said to me. So that that's confusing me now. How does he know you since he was you were sixteen and say something like that to you? Then he doesn't consider you a friend. You, you guys aren't friends. He doesn't value me or consider me anything. And I don't know how I could have got that so confused. But I definitely got See, that's that shit that makes me question my own judgment and character. Because I've, I've had people that I've known for a long time. And then they flip on you or they say some out-pocket shit like that. And you're like, wow, I, mi- I just completely misjudged this person. Utterly and completely. But I just don't understand where that's coming from for this guy. If you guys have been friends for 16 years or whatever, since you've known him since you were 16. So you're talking about almost uh, 14 years you guys have known each other. What, where was that coming from? That I don't get. I don't understand where well, that's coming from. The only thing that I can think of is I finally, since I've been like more courageous lately, I've been asking for what I want. Embracing and- your power embracing my power and I asked him for more of his time and attention because I truly cared about him and he said yes to giving me more time and attention and I was like okay win baby steps I know this is the guy I have to work with over time right great 
but maybe I got a little bit too cocky because I got what I wanted. And then I was like, um, you know, I was calling him to check in and he said, you said you're going to come here. So are you, where are you, you know, like, are you coming? Mm -hmm. And then maybe I just came across too pushy and forceful for him. And then he was just That shouldn't like, be for how long you guys have known each other. It shouldn't be though. Like, but he's made it clear at every juncture that he like, he isn't ready to be my boyfriend. And I, I'm listening to him. It's not like I was telling him, like, trying to get him to be my boyfriend. No, like, but you I can just... still hang out, especially if you're on your period. Like, I don't understand. That's what I, thought. that's what I thought. But clearly, that's not how he feels. Wow. But clearly, obviously. But that's that's not cool. Sorry, bro. Whoever you are, it's not cool. Yeah, um, it really hurt cool. my feelings. I was actually in my feels this whole week about it. So if you guys see moody posts, that's what who it's about. So that's why you were moody this week? Because I saw your moody posts. I saw them. I did see that. And the thing is, again, I, I know I said earlier that I don't pay attention to a lot of people, but I work <laughs> with Casey. So I will kind of give her a little more of my attention than the average person because I care about her and her moods and stuff. And she's such an open book. You pretty much, she just shares her... <laughs> She, she's happy, she shares. She's sad, she shares. It doesn't matter, she shares. So I saw that and I was like, okay, Casey's going through something. She'll work through it. She's just doing what she does. She processes. <laughs> so I was yeah. just watching. And, but you process publicly. Like, you're, <laughs> you were like, you will, you, but that's good. This is one thing. That's why I respect you, though, Casey. I will say this. I respect you because too many people only want to show you the good highlights. They never want to <laughs> show people when they're in a bad mood or they're not feeling that pretty or whatever it is that you, however you want to put it for whatever day you're out of sorts. And two pe people just only want to ever show you when they're happy or they're out or they're on vacation or like they only want to show you the highlights. They never want to show you the low lights and you yeah. are willing to show the low lights. And I respect that. Thank you. Thank you. I respect you. that. And I saw it and I yeah. was like, yeah, something's bothering her. <laughs> it's like something's bothering Casey. You know, the man ripped the heart out of my chest in that moment. I couldn't sleep. <laughs> That whole night, I couldn't, I couldn't sleep this whole week. You didn't see it coming, because you, you wouldn't expect that to come from someone you've known for so long, too, right? I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see it coming at all. Like, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Oh, okay. Well, it's crazy, but, you know, we're, we're, we've been uh, going now for, um, we're up to, we're literally coming up on an hour right now. Okay, let's just do one more stereotype. We have done no dilemmas today. No I'm dilemmas so this week. It's okay. We can save the dilemmas. We only got to one dilemma last week. And again, big shout out to Elle for coming through last week. She's awesome. How is Elle doing? You guys are still in touch, I'm sure. So how is she doing? She's a rock star. Honestly, um, I, I shouldn't be saying shit, but I got to try her black cake today. <laughs> yeah, you, you totally baited out her her secret business plans and shit last week and then called her out by her government name too and she was like casey you just called out her whole name for the whole world to hear and i was like she's too modest that woman's a genius man yeah and you know what while, while we're shouting out past guests let's shout out jesse stone too while we're at it man hey she, she's, that's a, she's a superstar hey. man I, res I respect that girl we actually have to link up with her so that we can get down to that business talks that we had after the show um, yeah, that uh, she yeah. was she was schooling us on some stuff in terms of how to get this bank to get this cake up, and um, Jesse's out Absolutely. there doing it. And I like how she goes about doing her things too, because you really wouldn't know. Like she's just she's just in the background doing her thing for the most part. So I have a lot of respect for Jesse just from that one meeting. I was or that one show that we did together. I was like, yeah, she's she's real. Like she's 
Jessie's real, man. So no, Jessie's the one of the realer. Like she's real, real, real. She yeah, me off. real, 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 real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's oftentimes she's so fucking real, but that's you, what you know, got. You need that in your life, though. You need that in your life. You need those kind of real people yeah. in your life. So just from the yeah. one meeting that uh, or show that we had with her, I could see. Her, I saw it pretty quickly actually into the show how real she was, and I, yeah. it seems like she keeps it a buck one hundred percent of the time, and I respect that yeah. for real. So shouts out to um, L. Shouts out to Jesse Stone. Shouts out yeah. to all the future guests that will be on A Misunderstanding Between Yay! Mars and Venus. Um, and I actually, yeah, I'm looking forward to this future. Like, we're going to have the, we have the, I already know it, and I can say it out loud now. Here's a thing that I'll speak into existence. Easy. We have the best relationship podcast in Toronto, hands down. And if you guys mm-hmm. are listening to this podcast, especially the ladies out there, you guys need to tell your girlfriends to tune into this podcast. And maybe you guys might want to be on the show with us. If you want to, and I'm not cocky, I'm confident. So if you tell me I'm the best, it's a compliment. Yeah, hey. there you go. See, that's what it's all about. So I know we want to talk to women, man. Like honestly, it's this is not an easy game for all of us, for men and women. Um, but I, I always feel like it's better for us to maybe come at it from the woman perspective because you guys are the gatekeepers. So we might as well try to figure you guys out. And exactly. Have you guys it come on like and you're trying to wrap up? Sounds like you're trying to wrap up. Well, I kind of am because I I wanted us to try to stick to this hour commitment that we have for the show. But let's do one more stereotype. Yeah, this will be a little bit of a longer show we today. Can, we can continue it. We can continue it next show. But let me just introduce it because I don't want to lose. Let's just go a little longer. Let's just do an extra ten minutes today. I think people will be okay with it. I think this has been a good conversation today, and I think there's a lot of things that we could have gone on exploring alone we could have done an hour alone i think almost on the astronomy the way we're going on about it we literally had to cut that off and the stereotype stuff too i think we could do an hour of that as well so let's just spend another 10 minutes with one more stereotype and then we'll wrap up the show okay i promise i promise yes (laughs) you're always wanting us to go and push longer and go further (laughs) no because the conversation with you naturally is great but anyways i'm not going to say that because it's you take a pun all right okay so the stereotype i wanted to bring up you know, relating to the whole Indian matchmaking, I think a stereotype that we have in the black community as well is the good church woman. Okay. Oh, okay. Yes. A lot of men and their mamas want that their sons to marry, whether you're African, you know, Caribbean, whatever, black, you, you, you probably want the good church woman to be the one that you're, that you marry or the one that you're, if you're a parent, your daughter or son marries. And for me, it's a stereotype because I don't happen to fit into that box. Mm. And <laughs> as much as people might look at me, especially when I'm done up or when I'm wearing weave, because men already know that they like me better when I'm wearing weave, that's what I got to say to you. <laughs> and for everyone listening on the podcast, what she just said was the big middle finger. She put it right in the camera. But if you're listening on the podcast and you're only getting the audio, you don't know this, but she just gave a hard middle finger to the camera there for these men continue i did i did but um you know they're looking for that that good church woman i don't fit into that box so i i have a gripe with it i think that you should be looking for a woman who embodies the principles in their every single day life rather than just on paper do they know the whole bible have they memorized it and how often do they go to church what do you think ready um say it one more time for me because again this is not a stereotype that i've ever really thought about because i've never seeked out a church woman i'm not a church man myself but just what is this what is this archetype of the woman then that they're looking for what a godly woman that what what is she just a saint it it doesn't have any she doesn't have any premarital sex or she doesn't have 
sex at all, really? Or, like, I don't well, understand. What, what are the criteria the for her to fit into this category in the first place? Her image is untainted. So let's use the, okay. yeah, the godly woman as, a, as an architect. She's probably had sex with one or two guys in, the, uh, in, in her whole bed. life. Yeah, in her whole life. She probably does go to church um, either weekly or she, you know, she could praise online. But if you talk to her about God, she knows all the hymns and, the, you know, she's, she's with it. Okay. Um, she comes from a good family who, you know, has like things, you know, like a property or, or they have like a co- accolades or they're known in the community or they sit on a board of some sort. I don't know. They, like whatever. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And they cook. They cook. You that know, is that is definitely a stereotype. Definitely. Yeah, like this is the woman. This is the woman. That, and, I've, uh, I can... and I fall, I've succumbed to that stereotype myself in terms of judging women. Because mm. in the past, because here's the thing, though, because you can still be a godly woman. Or to me, again, first of all, I don't, I don't ascribe to religion. I ascribe mm-hmm. to spirituality. There's a difference mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, um, same. I don't necessarily believe in religion of any sort. I don't believe that there are... Most of these religions, especially when it comes to Christianity, especially Christianity, um, the Bible is a lot of rules that has been redacted and rewritten and everything by men who are looking to keep their power and keep people under power. There are whole scripts, apparently, of the Bible. I think they're called the Gnostic or the Gnostic or the Dead Sea Scrolls. There's so many parts of the Bible that are missing because these Mm -hmm. men in power at a time chose to omit stuff on purpose because it was a means to control people. So I don't necessarily ascribe to any religion per se, but I will say this. I don't judge you if you do ascribe to religion. As long as that religion is inspiring you to do good and to help other people and just to live a decent life. If that, if you do that because of your religion, so be it. Great. Good on you. Just don't try to push your religion on me and don't try to tell other people how to live their life. That's when I start to really have a problem with religion. And that's the problem that I think most people have with religions is when they Mm -hmm. start trying to say, my way of living is better than your way of living and you need to do my way of living. And let's not get into the whole historic thing of the Crusades and literally wars being fought over religion. And there's been no more bloodshed in the history of mankind when it comes to people than it has been over religion. Let's make that perfectly Mm -hmm. clear. You want to go back in time? You want to talk about the Vietnam War or any other war or modern war? It pales in comparison just to the Crusades alone. I'm just going to leave that there. Do your history. Read your books if you want to, guys. But religion, for me, has been a thing where it's been something that people have used as a weapon against other people and telling them how to live their life. And that's when I've always said, fuck you. Fuck you and your religion. Fuck you. Don't tell me how to live my life. I'm trying to live a decent life by my own code conduct of how I deem to be the way I choose to live my life. And because I'm not a Christian or I don't go to church every Sunday or I don't read the Bible every day or whatever that case is, it's whatever, bro. Miss me with that. I'm out there trying to do good by my own ethics and morals. And my whole thing is do unto others. That's the basic rule that I think if everybody just lived up by that creed of do unto others as you would have them do unto you, we'd all Mm -hmm. be in a much better place. That's the number one easiest rule in life to follow. And that that would cut out so many jerks, bullshit, violence, you name it. But that's what it is. So I, I, I believe in spirituality. I don't believe in religion. And because of that, I've never seeked out a religious woman. But yeah. I have judged religious women because I've seen women that are going to church every Sunday. And it looks like they're this godly woman. But then you know what they're doing on Saturday night before they're going to church. 
And mm-hmm. it'd be like, to me, I'd be like, yo, so you were just out last night doing all sorts of stuff in clubs or with men. And now yeah. you're here in the church on Sunday talking about you want to be saved and this and that or whatever. And I would judge that woman, or at least I used to in the past, and be like, yo, I don't know who you are. I mean, I don't know how I'm supposed, but this is me now projecting onto them in terms of right. me trying to put them into a box so that I can understand them, which is bullshit. I shouldn't be doing that at all. If anything, I'd need right. to let that person tell me who they are and maybe I'll understand why they do what they do for Saturday versus what they do on Sunday. I don't know what your story is, but the thing is I never bothered to have the thought process of wanting to say, I need to know her story. I would just leap right. over the story to me trying to put her into my perception box, right? right. So I try not to do I, Well, I do not do that anymore. But again, right. this, is, this is me growing and becoming mature ready <laughs> versus, you know, immature ready, which was, I don't know, whatever the spectrum of Richard's ready's um, history is, but I try not to do that anymore. But I've never seeked out that religious stereotype. And I'm assuming people have wanted to put you in that stereotype. Well, A, I align with you very, very closely on this, which tells me that we probably need to get someone on this podcast that does have that religious background and hear them out because we're going to be too closely aligned here. Yeah, we're not going to argue here at all. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> so, I'm, but, but what I would happen had... if we had someone on the show? We would just gang up on them. That wouldn't be good. <laughs> it would be no, two on one. I, know yeah. I like hearing. I like hearing dissenting opinions and asking questions to learn more. Right. Because I don't know everything. I don't know everything. And that's the best way to be. We don't know anything. We don't know every. We don't know anything. The more you know, the more you realize the you, you don't, don't know. know. And I've, I've used that even as an example for even just something like wine. Like that movie um, Sideways came out in, I want to say, 2004, 2003 or whatever. Anyways, it made wine popular. I don't know if you remember the movie Sideways. It was starring uh, Paul Giamonti and um, uh, Sandra Oh and uh, Virginia Madsen. I'm a movie guy, mm-hmm. by the way, guys. Sorry, like I love movies. So yeah, you have a movie podcast. Yeah, I have a movie podcast, and we did review that movie in the podcast. But I had already known about the movie because it actually won an Oscar, I think, for Sandra Oh. I want to say I think she won an Oscar uh-huh. off of it. But the point being is that that movie came out and it just made wine popular all of a sudden. People started signing up for going out to wine tastings and to going out to wine country and doing all that shit in the vineyards that they didn't care about before this movie came out. Um, my point being, and I don't know where I was going with this point. Oh, is uh. Where was I going with this point? Yeah, because because of that movie, I started to learn more about wine. But that's when I realized I don't know shit about wine. I just learned yeah. a little, and it just showed me how deep the rabbit hole really goes in terms of it. And that applies to anything in life. If you want to yeah. start to learn about a little about anything, you're just all that's going to teach you is how much you don't know. Absolutely. All it Absolutely. does is teach. And there are people out there who have been studying subjects, scientists, anything any subject for decades and they still say they don't know everything there is to know and they know a sh- they write books about it because they're experts on it and they still as experts say they don't know so this is a narcissistic thing of our society that i think people are too easy to think that they know shit when they don't and they run yeah. with they, they run with this false feeling of being knowledgeable and mm-hmm. you know what it is so like i like that you say that and again i think we just align on this where it's like I know I don't know anything and I'm trying to learn and that's why I read so much and that's why I try to learn but I know I don't know and you know people can't look at you and want to put you in that church box and then say you're this and you're that or whatever and that's what I think people will do to you Casey too or whatever they'll see you on Instagram and they'll see like you know you're an attractive woman and you don't you're you're confident so you'll wear things where people will be like you know they'll want to 
paint a different picture of you, I think. And it's like... Of course. I show my breasts a lot in my pictures. I have great breasts. I, I, I appreciate that. I don't care. I really appreciate I that, Casey. I'm a, I, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of breasts. So for me, I appreciate it. Don't get it twisted. But um, yeah, I don't, I'm sure you get that a lot. And how is it, though? What do you do when someone's trying to put you in that church box? Um, they usually, you know... I don't know. They usually don't say to my face, but when I got when I got married, my mother in law is Seventh Day Adventist Christian. Oh, okay. She had, yeah, she had lots to say. She actually called me the devil at some point. So I mean, what? I, I heard it all. I've heard it all. I've heard it all. I've heard it all. You're not the all. devil, Casey. Are you? The de- are you the devil? I don't know. Well, if you Maybe. were, you wouldn't tell me you were, though, would you? <laughs> <laughs> you would keep that to yourself. You wouldn't out yourself on the podcast, now, would you? <laughs> some people are looking at my pictures on instagram and they agree that i'm the devil so I, that's what, you what is about your devil. pictures on podcast that makes you the devil tell me enlighten me right now because i see your pictures and i don't see a devil i see an attractive the, woman who's confident because people see like breasts and then they're like oh my gosh oh holy you know whatever it's, it's against you know to see i would like to encourage you body. to i would like to encourage you to show them more <laughs> I'm sure you would. I'm just trying to speak some shit into existence right now. That's a, that's what I'm doing right oh, now. Oh my goodness! Real right here. God, my whole video disappeared. I can't even come back. Okay, oh, that's hilarious. Uh, no, but like, look. At the bottom line is, I think that we draw, we come up with these these not they're not arbitrary. We have developed stereotypes in our community over time for one reason or another. My whole thing is you're not right or wrong for adhering to certain things or for being religious or for anything. Just ask yourself, question, ask, question, your, question yourself. Like, is this serving me? Is this view helping me grow? Is it, is it holding me back? Is it good for me? Is it good for the people around me? Am I judging people? That's what I want us to start questioning. If we have a caste system in our black society that is by light skinness, hair texture, you know. Um, church, no church. Church culture, yes. Money. Goes to clubs, doesn't go to clubs. There's so many things that we do to decide how we're going to put somebody into a are they worthy of us or not worthy of us category. And it can be so, it's so arbitrary based on individuality, but a lot of it is just bullshit. Yeah. A lot of it is bullshit. And that's what, that's all I'm asking us to think about. Because if we're going to move forward into having elevated relationships and be able to talk about real shit, then... We got to start at the at the base of it, and the base of it is the people that we're dating, who here and now, people that we're entertaining, and the people that we're rejecting. Why? Mm-hmm. That's yeah, it. that's, that's actually it. that's a big why. That's also I'm glad you said that. We can end here. Almost we're almost at the end of it, but this is a great thing to leave people with to consider and think about. Why are you rejecting people, and why are you trying to put people into a perception box that maybe you need to check yourself first before? Maybe you need to have someone tell you their story before you decide to write a story for them in your head. Absolutely. I hear short girls who are like five foot five. Oh, I only date guys who are six one. Bitch, I'm six one. Okay? <laughs> leave some of the damn tall six one niggas for me, all right? Leave <laughs> leave one for me. <laughs> I'm right, you know. Oh, uh, I, I hey man, listen. You you gotta work with what you got and you're 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 a tree. <laughs> You're 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 a tree with big breasts, and you just you gotta navigate this world, Casey. And you gotta find other trees. You gotta find decent trees that are also tall. 
You got to tell these stumps I, to stop dating the trees, basically. <laughs> I need further guys, though. I do. I have to. What the hell? I have to. How's, how? Okay, we're going to wrap up soon, but let's just finish this for all you guys out there that are hoping and you're shooting your shot at Casey. What? How low will you go, Casey, on the on the height chart? <laughs> how, how low will you go, Casey? You're not dating. How low? How low, how low will you go, Casey? How low will you go? What What is your cutoff height for a man? And I know men right now are perking up listening to this right now. So here you go, fellas. This is it. It's not about the height at all. It's about your confidence. How tall is your confidence? Sorry, I don't believe you. If a guy is 5'2", you're not dating him. I don't think so. I might. I might. Even if he, so he, if he's super confident and he's got all the characteristics checked off in terms of what you look for in a man, you will date a guy that's like almost a full foot shorter than you, Casey? Is that what I you're have. saying? You have? I have. Okay. I have. Wow. I'm impressed because I've I've heard so many girls say they refuse to date a man that's shorter than regardless, even if he's an inch shorter than you, just an inch. It only takes an inch for some women to say, no, he's off my limits. No, I, I, I felt for someone who is like super cool, like, you know, this artsy guy, super creative, made me laugh every single time. Like he was, he's just dope in all aspects, except for the fact that, you know, he... Do I want to say about him? He was short. He was short. And that wasn't the thing with us. That wasn't the thing. I would have dated him with all his dopeness, regardless of his height. And I would have been like, yo, you meet him right. and you'll see why he's dope. I used to have a and thing for tall girls. I used to have a thing for tall girls. Don't stop having a thing for tall girls. Honestly, some oh, of these tall guys out here are whack, man. Oh, so, no. Okay. Sure. Well, I'm not necessarily i don't have a thing for tall or short anymore but at one time again i mean it was was more high school leading into college times like if i saw a girl like your height i was like wow that's amazing like it's just i i used to say i want to go mountain climbing that's what i used to say (laughs) but that's that that was young me when i saw a tall girl i would say "Mm, i feel like mountain climbing but um (laughs) but that was a young ready so yeah I mean, like, look, if you're tall, you probably prefer a tall, tall, because it's just easier for you to maneuver in, in many ways. But it's not impossible to work those things out with a shorter person. And if a shorter partner is bringing all the things to the table, I see nothing wrong with that. Okay. Well, we're way over time today, Casey. So wrap it up, please. We got to go. All right. Yeah. There's, a, there's been so much we talked about today, guys. Honestly, just take what you liked or take what you didn't like and send us a note. Send us a comment. We need comments. Review our show. Um, tell your friends. Yeah, please share it with your friends. I'm sharing it with people on WhatsApp. I just give them the link. And I've been getting a lot of feedback. Everyone's loving the conversation because we're having real conversations. Like, we're talking about live here, right? So we got to yeah. try to do something. We got to improve this. Like, the dating seems shitty. Like, we got to fix it. We're going to fix it. You and I, Casey, alone, we're going to fix it. We are going to fix it. We're gonna fix okay, it. Well, we're going to go fix it, guys. Nice talking to you. Bye. Bye, everybody.